This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I would have had to use the new bit of the A14. The A14. Yeah, I was going to oh, say man. they're thankful Help to the man in the Greyhound. Saves 15 minutes. So. Yeah, absolutely. Thankful yeah. to that man in the Greyhound for the uh, yeah. the engineering work to save them some time. No, on a Friday night. That's a hell of a trek, isn't it? Yeah, that's talking probably five and a half five and a half hours or so so fair play to me that's really really impressive if only they'd known about the Christmas Bear in Woodbridge they could have made a whole weekend of it do you know how if only they'd have known that yeah exactly Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and this is the flagship show available every Sunday on video and podcast audio. Joining me to react some 36 hours after Friday night's game with Fleetwood, Seb Brown, David Diamond, gentlemen. Oh, it's a it's a bit of, we're still a bit shell-shocked, aren't we, from Friday night? We haven't really got over it, have we? Seb? We'll start with you. How's things? Very much so. Yeah, still in a bit of a state of shock. I, yeah, we'll come on and discuss the game. But yeah, ever since kind of 10 p.m., whatever it was on on Friday night, I've kind of been a bit like meh, but mm. it is what it is. I guess we'll come on to it. It's also Christmas is arriving in my household today. Mm. I've got Christmas market visit and the tree going up. So if you could make this into like a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour podcast, <laughs> that'd be amazing, please. Um, any? Well, and Dave, you've got. have you not got similar plans? I have today, yeah, off to, yeah. Off to um, Woodbridge, the, the fair at Woodbridge, with Christmas fair at Woodbridge, and yeah, we took delivery of our Christmas tree day before yesterday, so that's sitting oh. in water in the garage, the bottom has been sawn off in readiness, so um, yeah, at any point this week, I think, maybe in the next couple of days, that'll, uh, that'll be up, so yeah, all good stuff, we're all getting prepared. <laughs> There's some imagery for folks. And Dave in a lumberjack shirt sawing the <laughs> bottom off a Christmas tree. And then, yeah, all very action, Manny. Yeah, that's yeah, what we man. want. It was out. The saw was out. There we go. Yeah, well, Christmas doesn't start in this house until mid next midweek. As in yeah. next week in the midweek. Yeah, words. So um, I'll do our best for you, Seb. I mean, there's a few bits and pieces before we get into the football we can talk about. <laughs> Happy birthday to Steve Whitten. Um, I think we, it's obligatory that we have to yeah, I think so. say that. Um, not, if you, not to Steve. If you, uh, yeah, subscribe to my own YouTube channel. Not a, people, not a people know that I've got one, but I've done, I actually did a compilation for Craig's birthday a few years ago, Steve Whitten's best goals. And what it is actually is a, is a compilation of his best non-goal celebrations. So um, do get out and enjoy that. I, I've never seen someone score a goal and care so so less about it so um yeah happy perhaps, birthday. Do you know what would be good perhaps if you did a compilation of craig's goal celebrations for steve witten's birthday <laughs> <laughs> i wonder what that would look like yeah compilation of craig's scrapbooks of steve witten yeah yeah um yeah so happy birthday to him and before we uh, we need to um, mention our friends at the greyhound we were there pre-match when we dd on um on friday night two bits that I'd, i want to call out one is um what is that we said we met the guy who single-handedly built the new bit of the a14 oh yeah Luke's oh wow past hunting yeah, it was him. he came, Did it all came and said hello. didn't say his name and we were too rude to ask for it but it was a how, quite how, a fleeting visit it, so how did you brick, find out that information then um, he volunteered it he, he bricked up the bridge he laid all the tarmac he's unbelievable but yeah, all good the, lad. But he didn't leave. Mission. Didn't leave us his name. A real top lad. He came off. He came oh, over. Oh, fair play. He just he's, came over and said hello. So see me. He's me, literally think, saved me hours of travel time. So fair I play. Think, I'll think, buy him a pint next time. I think seemingly he was um, uh, during construction of same. He was um, making the commute. I, I assume from Ipswich to the to, to Cambridge. So when the pod was keeping him going, I think that's what he was yeah. inferring there. So yeah, a top lad. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah that, that, I think we because we've talked about it a few times. I think pretty much all the three of us feel like the most travel oriented people. Maybe Joe's mentioned it as well. So, so thank you to you, whoever you are. If we, bless your name next time, and we'll, we'll give you a proper shout out. But I thought Seb, you'd enjoy that one. From um, now on, obviously known as A14. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's his. That's his name. Well, let, and and the second bit that we need to mention. So, Dave, you you had. 
you had a sense of foreboding about the game, didn't you? And I was trying to, yeah. I was trying to go, come on, Fleetwood. Shouted me be. down, didn't you? Shouted oh, only, me down. There was all sorts of. The chat we had on the pre-match was that Fleetwood weren't going to part the bus, which they really didn't. Um, no. But you, yeah. Do you want to divulge any of your thinking? Well, I, it no, just... I, I just looked at their record. Really difficult to beat, and only I think they only won two games, but I think they're drawn five. It's probably covered on the pre-match show. So quite difficult to beat away, you know, away from home. I must admit, I didn't take notice of who they played up to date away from home, but I just thought it'd be difficult. Scott Brown, manager, bit of a nuggety Scottish midfield player, you know, um, and I think that's what you saw with them. But you know, the narrative of the game you know for once it wasn't well we'll get into the narrative of the game but which makes it all doubly doubly disappointing really as there was 94 94 minutes between both between both goals which was kind of frustrating but yeah i just just yeah had that as you said on the telegram a sense of foreboding maybe dd's spidey senses were tingling so but let's have a look at the lineups um probably said the strongest lineup we could pick i guess yeah, it, it picks itself these days, doesn't it? I guess the only debate would have been either Carl Edwards or, or or Jackson in that kind of left-sided role. I know you and Joe were debating that on the on the pre-match, but Edwards got the nod. I think he deserved it based on the last few weeks. You know, every time he plays, he's looked he's looked okay and he tends to create stuff. And and then that was no surprise. He came in, and the rest of it at the moment picks itself. I guess the bench was a bit of a surprise, which we might come on to later. We've got a couple of questions about that later on, maybe. Um, but the, the starting eleven, it, it is what it is these days, and I think it will probably be that for the next what five six weeks. In reality, won't it until we can either get some bodies back from the, the medical room or get some, some players in in January. The, the question marks, and, and Kieran McKenna was being deliberately cryptic, was about the fitness of Dynasty and Lapo. So clearly a positive, Seb, that they were fit and ready to go. Yeah, it sounded like they just mixed, mixed, missed Buxton as a as a precaution, didn't they? I don't think there's any real doubt there. And great to see Greg Lee back on the mm. bench as well. We mm. had the bad news, obviously, in the, the, the before the, the Buxton game that he'd felt something in his groin near where the compound fracture happened or whatever it was. And I kind of assumed we might he might be out of the picture for, for a little while, as is Kamara, I assume. But great to see him on the bench. Um, that was a bit, of a, a bit of a welcome, timely boost. And Dave, were you... We do have a question about this, so we're not going too much detail on it. But we obviously were impressed with a lot of the youngsters against Buxton, and Seb alluded to mm. there. None of them made the bench, but I guess it's it's a strong senior bench, maybe more so than we may have expected no, on very Thursday ex- or Friday. A lot of experience on the bench there, absolutely. And as Seb quite rightly said, perhaps a little bit of a surprise to see Greg Lee back on the bench so quickly after being sort of talked down, as it were, by... Um, by, by the manager prior to the prior to the Buxton game. So, yeah, very experienced bench. Can I just go back to the Fleetwood team? Is that mm. number 20 got the Christian name of Promise? Yes, he has. Yeah, That's Promise. Incredible. Okay, Oma Cherry. Like that, like that. Promise. That's pretty, sounds, sounds like a boxer's name, doesn't it, that one? Or, yeah, or a wrestler, wrestler or something like that, doesn't it? Promise. And pr- perhaps quite um, apt for some of their players as a game will run, <laughs> but there you go. Yeah, worth mentioning for those who are watching on video, um, uh, th- this is the sofa score representation of the lineup, and, and I think Fleetwood was a back four rather than his back three with with X Town Josh Earl on the left Ooh. and Sean Rooney who who has managed to evade a red card through <laughs> voodoo or some <laughs> kind of mind Jedi feeling. mind tricks. How I don't know how he stayed on the pitch for the whole game. I don't know, but he was on the right, and then Toto Enciala, Dave. You can still find him. Who, yeah, who was pretty good actually, wasn't yeah, he? Totes was solid, mate. And um, as we'll get to it, I've got, I, hate, I hate to say it, but almost pretty much an assist for it's the last assist, goal. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah. And it it normally, weird... you'd think normally if you saw Tottenham would assist, you'd think, oh, that's a corner. He's just flicked it on at the near post. This yeah. was a sweeping, curving ball yeah. from bloody right to um, left to right. For goodness' sake, like a thirty-yard pass. But yeah, you go. he was quite calm on the ball, wasn't he? And and we did. It was a smattering of booze, which I, I Why? don't really I appreciate. That. Yeah. yeah, that came through on the on the iPhone, and I didn't get that one at all. Yeah, like, you know, no, they, it was the same. I, to be I fair, when that. we went when we went away to them in March, he got absolute pelters. Maybe it's because it was so so soon after his departure. But yeah, that was a real that was a really strange one. Yeah, the one career we just didn't isolate him at all on the night, did we? No, I don't think we put him under a huge amount of pressure. And given, really. given we know that he struggled with with getting passes out, and you know, certainly with running towards goal with the ball well, over the top and all that kind of stuff. Certainly, really... second, certainly second half we didn't. I think the press was pretty good first half, but second half it was mm. pretty non-existent, wasn't it? Well, let's 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 start with the positive, shall we? Um, because David, yet again. It's an early start for us. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's Wolford, and yet again, it's a set piece. Talk us through the opening goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
bit, a bit scrappy, really, wasn't it? He, he, I mean, Davis takes a good set, but he doesn't. He puts it in mm. a decent area. Um, first, I thought it was Ladapo who had it first, but sort of, I think it's Chaplin. Chaplin, yeah. Chaplin hits a sort of scuff, sort of reasonable connection, but a bit scuffy sort of volley. Then it hits those hits Ladapo. Keeper makes quite a good save low down, but um, for once, um, well, not for once, because Wolfenden was there against Cheltenham, wasn't he? Um, pretty much the same position. He was just there at the back post. I think you're right, we said before, to stab it, stab it over the line, I think you'd say. It was a stab more than a shot, that one. But two minutes in, great start. Just what you want. Here we go. I know people on our table in the ground, some were forecasting. 4-1 and things like that and I thought oh, I'm going to have to I'm going to eat humble pie here Richard's going to really eat humble pie <laughs> some but, gravy uh, and mushy peas yeah exactly but um, yeah great start off we go it was and, uh, it was one of these ones guys where I don't know if, how often a season this happens to you maybe tw- two or three times for me I thought Wolfenden might have been offside. I, I had kind of images of that. Which game was it? Um, was it, it might have been Portsmouth last season, the, the disallowed goal oh, yeah. with the offside. Oh, I thought yeah. Wolfenden might yeah. have straight offside and they were going to disallow it. So I, I, you can't get into a goal celebration having not joined it from the start kind of thing. It's like, Way! <laughs> imagine so I, how, that was, that was imagine how we feel when we get to the Premier and VAR. How will, how will we cope oh. with that? I just don't know. Well, you get kind of a double bubble, don't you? But the second <laughs> one's a little bit not as, not as emotional. But that's six assists now um Seb with the yeah, joint he's... highest set piece goal scorers in the league as well wow. we've talked about it on the pod before but great credit from in terms of McKenna and the coaching yeah. team identifying a deficiency last season even talking about it and now look at yeah now it's a it's Fantastic. a key part of our armory isn't it absolutely yeah and it's what you need sometimes you know I was at Accrington away we were kind of huffing and puffing and couldn't get anything and it was a, a set piece in the I think 75th odd minute and Chaplin slams the ball home and if you've yeah. got that in your in your locker so to speak in your armory then you've always got a chance on the days when things aren't really working and it's great to see they've clearly worked on it so much because I know Davis is now taking the the corners because Evans is out so it's, it's a great delivery from him so we have signed a player to bring it in but you know the movement in the box seems a lot better and no side has scored more or something or, or created more shooting opportunities from corners than us and it's, it's great to see isn't it you know they've clearly been working on things all summer long McKenna came out last year I think it was around the time of the Rotherham game about April and he said you will not get promoted unless you score like was it 10-15% of your goals from from set pieces and at that point I think we'd scored one all season and it's great to see they've clearly been working on it and we're now reaping the benefits and obviously it's a, it's a real benefit to have on the days when things aren't going that well you've always got a chance whereas before <laughs> we had so many years where the corner you know wouldn't beat the first man would it time after time mm-hmm. and and now it's a really useful addition to our art yeah, yeah, Jason, yeah, Andre Dezel. Uh And now it's a really useful kind of, you know, the thing in our armory and, and, and it's, it's it's serving us really well on the, on the days when things don't quite go to plan. And goals from defenders as well, Dave, is something that we've yeah. bemoaned for a while. And you'd expect yep. Wolfenden to be getting headers, but it's side foot volleys and controlled tappings, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, and it's good movement. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's no, as Seb said, it's no fluke. It's just good movement and, you know, good preparation. Yeah. In terms of the the rest of that first half, Dave, how it played out. I mean, there are chances here. We, you know, all of us in the North Stand, we're kind of going, right, we've got the first early doors. Let's get a second. And then, and then it's your kind of three, four nil, as you were talking about before. And there are chances there, but it's, but they're largely speculative efforts, aren't they? He looked like he made a really, as up your end. I mean, he looked like, was that a really good save from the DAP? But it looked like a really good save. Mm. It was a bit of a Hollywood one. I mean, it looked a really a little, good save. Yeah, bit of both, if I may. You'd expected him to have made it, if, you, if that's what you're saying. You'd, yeah. Good yeah. connection. Um, Chaplin mum's all right, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Corner of the yeah. area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he beat that away. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought we played, I thought we played pretty pretty well first half. So, came off. Yeah, a bit disappointed that you don't add to such an early goal. But I thought we were pretty much well in. Well, as the, we looked at the stats prior to the show, you know, pretty um, pretty dominant. And um, I think, yeah, they did have a couple. Though. I think Morton got through. Morton. And, um, yeah, yeah, Morton got through. And, um and um, um, Walter made a good save, but other than that, I thought we were well in control. Certainly in midfield, much more in control. Humphreys and Morsey were linking really well together. Um, Davis and Edwards, to a degree, in the first half are doing okay. So, yeah, all look, you just thought, okay, come out second half, same positive on the front foot, get the second goal, close the game out, but didn't. Hand what hand. was your take on referee Sam Perkis? His second ITFC game of the season, <laughs> the first being Cole Yu in the League Cup. Although oh, I can't sh- remember him getting a huge amount of decisions wrong. But but for me, you know, Rooney's booked five minutes. We've mentioned it already. And then 
basically is in his ear moaning he looked miserable all game Rooney I don't know if that's how he plays oh, he was a he was a right old yeah because he's playing, playing wide really wide, wide right, at first yeah. half really you know chalk on the old proverbial but um yeah I mean that the Burns tackle yeah I was going to ask you about this so 21 hell? I look so, at I mean, so beautiful God. tackle too I mean he's up and he's got the ball away and this almost seems a delay in the ref you know he, obviously the player's down sort of writhing a bit and the ref just, and then to book him as well just whether whether that was I don't know whether he all, he said something after that Burns I don't know but that looked extremely harsh and a lot of people said over that side just wasn't a free kick yeah, it didn't look like one from my excellent vantage point in the back the, of the door stand. And that was also the move that took about irked people when the... Yeah, um, you could, yeah divulge. Well, yeah, this, this was one where... Um, so Burns makes this Burns makes this tackle, which looked the perfect... I mean, oh, OK, it was on the wrong side of me, but people I know that was on the cobbled side said, no, nah, perfectly good tackle. Yeah, obviously, wet pitch, his momentum sort of did follow through a bit, but, you know, he won the ball. And then to further irk, so that was bad enough. And then obviously he was booked, so that really irked people. And then um, <laughs> to cap it all, the guy, the guy that, uh, the, the guy that got taken out by the tank, and I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not sure who it was. I can't recall mm. who it was. Then basically gets up and people are saying, well, go off the other side of the pitch, go off, go off. And of course, he sort of, no one takes any notice linesman, they're where I and they're balling at the linesman. And he just saunters, the, the guy saunters across and takes his position ready for the free kick. And I did say, at the time I said I think there might be a rule that if you know if it's a you know if it's a foul and the um and the opposition player is caution then I think you know there's no advantage you know I think you're allowed to stay on the pitch and got shouted down but good old Sean in the telegraph and, and um telegraph telegraph telegram <laughs> group put <laughs> put that put that right I think Friday evening when he said no in fact that is the rule if the if a player is caution a, a offense is committed a foul is committed a player is the opposition player is caution then you are allowed to stay on the pitch which when you think about it does kind of make sense yeah but none of us knew that um and and i was <laughs> and i didn't I, know it i just assumed thinking about it i thought well maybe that is i didn't know it until sean sean confirmed yeah mm. so that got people very excited yes i was one of those people Dave. it wasn't a good night <laughs> i for think me i could hear you Rich. I yeah it was, yeah it was i was definitely supercharged with ghost ship and um I, <laughs> there was one moment <laughs> were, in the second half to be fair you were in the ground since half past three to be <laughs> fair, <so. laughs> if my if my boss is this thing oh sorry o'clock. oh no five, sorry five o'clock sorry. i know that they all listen <laughs> i love sorry, it sorry I, that was a joke um rich bosses it was five o'clock <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was, a, there was a moment in the second <laughs> half where it went really quiet the referee ran it was coming towards the north stand and it was one of those moments where it's all gone quiet and, Did and you I give shout, it some? get control of the gay referee like, and, like, I felt really good for it but no one really went yeah like, <laughs> and the line uh, the, the line in front of us got just terrible oh. pelters all game and oh, anyway yeah it was to yeah. get worse second it was to get worse second half I mean yeah he wasn't didn't cover himself with particular glory first half but I think as the game wore on it, it he was to get worse I think uh, talk to us about the second half then said because there's an early <laughs> chance for Chaplin um and you and as David said we kind of feel like right well we've we, we haven't got the second goal but we are largely in control and um, we'll yep. look through the stats and do a, a comparison <clears> between first <throat> and second half but is it a case of I've got notes here about there's kind of Morsey versus Vela. There's a lot of handbags, yeah. a lot of slide tackles. It was a Fleetwood's game plan, do you think, to to start getting in our faces and then take yeah. control? Yeah, for us, break the momentum, you know, stick it up, as so so to put oh, it. You know, it's, cool. it's, 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 it's what we were kind of expecting a bit from from what you and Joe discussed on the pre-match show. You know, the likes of Vela, Batty came on, he loves a tackle. Vela loves a tackle. Worthington loves a tackle in the middle of the park. And they just kind of reduced the game almost to, to, to their kind of level and stopped Grab, just kind of it? getting, yeah, getting, it wasn't a spectacle of the second half at no, all. Scrap. And it, yeah, it became a kind of, yeah, like Dave says, an absolute scrap. And we just got deeper and deeper and we were doing strange things as well. You know, I remember, I think it might be the first half, Burgess does like a back heel mm. down near the near the, the byline. which creates a chance. Luckily, the guy falls over. Burns does a back heel in the second half that they pick up on straight away. And yeah, that second half, we just dropped deeper and deeper. The game was kind of devoid of all quality because they were kind of, I, I guess it was their game plan, you know, get through to, to half time if you can. You know, one, they probably were quite happy at, you know, after scoring after two, three minutes, they were probably quite happy to go in a half time, only one down, given what you would expect to happen for the rest of the 45 minutes. And I guess their game plan was just reduce the game, you know, make it as, as difficult as possible, make it as nasty as possible. 
and it only takes one minute, you know, to score. It only takes one chance for us to to get a goal if we can create something. But it, it certainly wasn't a spectacle in that second half, and we just didn't create anything, and we we couldn't get out at all. And we made a few subs, but I thought they were they were pretty ineffectual. To be fair, you know, yeah. Jackson obviously comes on. Greg Lee, I thought did okay, but Jackson came on, and the big one I thought when they had me came on for Ladapo. We seemed to lose everything up front from our you know holding the ball up, pressing kind of point of view, and that just led to us falling deeper and deeper towards our towards our, our own half. It, from my reflection part way through the second half was that Fleetwood had possession, but it was largely side to side. It was kind of like, mm. the, like the possession that we used to have under Lambert, Lambert and, ball. and yeah. Cook, mm. where you weren't going anywhere. You know, there's not a huge amount of work for Walton to do. And I just wonder whether there was a strategic choice there. There's an element of Fleetwood, obviously, um, aggressively pressing us. The referee not necessarily enforcing it. A lot, of, a lot of fouls were let go. A lot of fouls that should have been yellows were not yellows. And I wonder whether we just kind of sat back a little bit, knowing that they it was going to take something special or freakish to to beat us, which is kind of how it played out. Because even when Fleetwood had the ball, the two best chances of the second half, one's Chapman we've talked about, this chance in 77 for Humphreys right oh. in the middle of the goal, Dave, if you recall that one. Yeah. Crossed by Danassian and Yeah, to, to be fair, I think it gets a, I think he's almost, it's one of those ones, he's a little bit unsighted and it gets a deflection to him and he just, he's not very far out though, Rich. He's about, probably about six, seven, eight yards out and he just, I think I saw his interview afterwards, he said he, he just came to him quickly and it just, you know, he just didn't get a foot on it, just hit his studs and just didn't get it. And I thought, you know, that was a sort of cross flash across the box. It was so close, you think, here we go. And thought, oh shit, no, it's not. And then you sort of begin to think, oh, you know, yeah, will we get another will we get another chance as good as that? I don't think we did. I think actually I yes. think we barely got in their box after that, to be to be perfectly honest. And I, as I said before, I think they're um sometimes these teams, you know, reflect their coaches and I thought that display probably did reflect Scott as I said, from my memory to Scott Brown playing for Celtic, he was that sort of roll your sleeves up, get stuck in type of real nuggety midfield play and I think that probably resembled that and he would have been well well they were obviously well happy but that, yeah and I yeah. thought we got away with it you know the set the um, the, the corner I think that was half cleared and hooked back in and the pantomime villain who I don't mind Joe Garner I don't mind a player that gives it back a bit fair enough I don't mind that and you think you survive it's brilliant clearance off the well right in front of mm. you by by Davis, Davis. Think, okay okay that may be their one big chance and not we've got away with it because they, like, they had a lot of the ball as you said but they weren't really threatening as such right. um but yeah, like I said, what really frustrated me was Jackson. That you know, I don't. It must have been about ninety third, maybe even the ninety fourth minute when he gets the ball. He does quite well initially, you know, and he's a beeline. So a beeline, you know, does the right thing, makes a beeline, and then just just so easily gets dispossessed. And then, all right, it's not the phase, but two phases later, well, we know what happens, and it's. Oh, you think surely you can get a throw, you can get a call, even kick it out for a throw and, yeah. and just, you know, get the team up the pitch. But just to get, there's only one incident, but just to get dispossessed so, so easily was, yeah, annoying. Seb, so talk us into to the goal. We mentioned the, the chance for Davis. So going back to my yeah. point before, that was Fleetwood's only real effort on goal or, or yeah. clear-cut chance was that clearance off the line by, by Davis. So... Is has the has McKenna's game plan worked? I know we'll talk yes. about we've got questions about mm. our last ten minutes coming up, but it feels like it works. And then, yeah, the subs. I, I, I accept your point. Maybe the shape isn't necessarily right. I think Lee, as you said, does a lot of heavy lifting at the back, which is good. But you, it's not a huge amount you can legislate for for this goal, can you? It's, it's a freak, isn't it? No, it's it's a complete right. freak. You know, yeah. The, you've got this. This shows how deep we were. You've got Toto NCR obviously picks the ball up. He must be ten yards in our half, he completely is, is, unopposed. Yeah. No one's around him at all. He he pings the ball out to Hayes on the left mm -hmm. side. Now I think Jackson should have maybe stood him up and showed him down the line a little bit, but he kind of lets him cut inside relatively easily, and then you know he's on it his left foot. And very very briefly before you ruin <laughs> you ruin our weekend like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Jackson isn't tight to Hayes either. So you're right. Yeah. There's the first instance, which is right. Well, what are you going to cause him to do? Yeah. And he shows him in. And then he backs off as well, which I think yes. is just as and bad, he, isn't it? Yeah, so he's, he's, he's let, I assume for that position, he thinks he's going to cross it into the to the far post. But obviously, you know, it's a it's a freak, isn't it? It's a complete freak goal. You know, it's a the it's, it's a bit like the car the the Edwards one against Cambridge. You know, he has the shot, and then it's 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 two freaks, isn't it? It hits Burgess. Burgess deflects it in in off the post. Walton's got no chance, and everyone is absolutely dumbstruck. You know, it's a it's a freak goal, and 
I guess when you don't take you, you know, when you don't push on after the first goal, you are always susceptible to that. But it's a horrible goal to concede. I, I on the eye follow, it wasn't clear that it had gone in at first. I'll be honest. I thought the ball somehow had worked its way around the back of the net, and then you know suddenly. A, a general kind of, I can't believe that descends on Portman Road. And yeah, it, it's a freak goal. It's it's very unlucky. You know, if it doesn't hit Burgess, Walt hopefully comes out and claims it or it just goes out of play at the back post. It's the, mm. the hitting Burgess that, that changes it, hitting off the post. Walton's got no chance and we are all absolutely shell-shocked. Yeah, a lot of angry exclamations around me in the North Stand Lower as people left. Um, but that's 90 90- plus six, isn't it? When that yeah. goes in, literally the last knockings of the game. Uh, anyone the wiser as to why Josh Earl was sent off? It I was gestures know. to the crowd, wasn't it? Apparently it was gestures was it? to the North and it was yeah. the, yeah, the, the, the W sign, I think was the, how the he wasn't, was he, was he, was he booked for butchering Chaplin in half? Was he? No, was he, he, he never got, was he? He I mean, how on earth he stayed on the pitch, him and Rooney, to be fair, yeah. how they stayed on the yeah. pitch, I, I do not know. Vela, I always liked Josh Vela. Mm. I know he's had yeah. his injury problems Combative. in the past. I've, yeah, I've always liked him as a player. Um, and he showed his he showed his physical side in there, I thought, on, on um, he certainly gave Morsi a scrap on, certainly second half yeah. on Friday. But oh, surely our luck's got, I mean, I know you say luck evens out, but you think of the last home league match, camera, last minute, inside of the post, stays out. Mm. You know, Friday, loops, hits Burgess, loops up, inside of the post. I mean, is, are we cursed? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather God. have your luck the first half of the season or the second half of the season, though? It's kind of, oh, as, the, as the hopeful, I'm uh, not hopeful, several test of this. That's the kind of, that's the way I'm thinking about it. Because the, so. the luck is definitely not with us for the rest of this game, <laughs> Seb, because you yeah. go up the other end and uh, it's this a, looks... I, I think it's a stonewaller. Yeah, Rooney on on Jackson. You know, Jackson. Uh, I think there, is there a flick on or a long ball, and Jackson suddenly. Yeah, in someone and, gets up really well. I think. Yeah, maybe Burgess gets up and heads at the back. Maybe or had me. Yeah, I'm not sure who it was. Yeah, then, then Jackson's got it, and I think it's Rooney that goes in, and it, it looks an absolute stonewaller. There was no replay on the time because it was literally the last kick of the game. But Nappers, the um, the Fleetwood Town video blog guy, he's someone good. with a view from the away fans in the cobbled, and it's so blatant. He's just completely taken out and bundled over, and it's it's one of the most blatant penalties you'll see and yet again either a combination of bad luck or crap officials at this level has has gone against us and yeah it was a it was a stonewaller it was a penalty obviously there's no guarantee we would have scored it but you know it's <laughs> we're just not getting these these breaks are we at the moment and well probably yeah i think was it was it craig put in the telegram group after the game that if the luck does even itself out across the season the second half will be amazing for us because <laughs> well. every game we're going to be owed something aren't we and it's yeah it's a stonewall penalty it's really obvious but that's i guess what you come to expect from the standard of officiating on the night i, I, yeah. I just want to obviously it's really easy for us to see here and, and bat and slag off a referee's performance but in this situation and mckenna was was really cute about it in his interview as you expect from someone whose class is McKenna you know alludes to the referee's performance but then focuses on us and focuses on them which is quite right but your job as an official presumably is to is to make decisions I know we kind of say that a good referee is one that who's not seen or heard of and just lets the game flow but surely your job is to look out for those moments so I, I just don't surely it's easier surely the human nature in you if your job is to call decisions is to give it not to not to deny it because he's kind of stooping low, isn't he? Like look, like he's doing the referee pose to look at the position. I just, what I, I'm well, the, wondering what he's thinking he's seen. I don't to know. Not award it because it's easy to give move. it. Yeah, the ball doesn't move, so there's no chance the, the player won the he? ball. Yeah, there's no chance. To, yeah, it's a complete takeout. So I, I can't see what he sees that he thinks it couldn't possibly be a foul. I mean, the only thing I can assume he's thinking that Jackson's gone down too easily. In which case, well, in theory, you should book him for for diving. In theory, you know, it's it's. Yeah, maybe bizarre. maybe that was what I was referring to a couple of the move a couple of moves before where he just assumes Jackson is so easily possessed that it couldn't be a penalty. <laughs> but um, it looked and, and to be fair, the guy, I, I, the, the um, is it Nappers? Nappers. The blog, yeah. blog is a great lad, really yeah. good, and he called it. Yeah, fair enough. He's just got a point, so I suppose okay, you can say that if you hadn't got. A, well, I don't even comment, but he called it straight away and said that was a penalty because he's you know he's got the view there, so. Again, another decision, but who's to say Jackson wouldn't have got up, taken the penalty, hit the inside <laughs> of the post, hit the goalkeeper and it had gone wide or something. But look, you know, yeah, it was um, yeah, another two points that unfortunately have slipped away. But and yeah. further, com- well, 
further compounded perhaps by the other result on the night to a degree, I suppose. Yeah, well, let's come to that in a second. We mm. must um, say congrats to Nappers, who's got 10,000 subscribers no, on YouTube. Great, really brilliant. They got a good round of applause from the from Paul Monroe, didn't they? The, the 66 official, uh, well, <laughs> what, the, what Stephen Foster announced is 66. We're not necessarily sure it's exactly that number. Who made the trip down? That's a slog, isn't it? Seb, you know about that. They would have had to use the new bit of the A14. The A14. Yeah, I was going to oh, say man. they're thankful to the man. 15 minutes so yeah absolutely thank you yeah. for that man in the greyhound for the uh, yeah. the engineering work to save them some time no on a friday <laughs> night that's a, that's a hell of a trek isn't it yeah that's you're talking probably five and a half five yeah, and a half hours or so so fair play to them yeah that's really really impressive if only they'd known about the christmas bear and woodbridge they could have made a whole weekend of it you know how if only they'd have known that yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and the felix stoke christmas light switch on oh. yesterday evening as well they oh, could have made a whole whole week fleetwood forget blackpool i mean you know felix stoke light switch on woodbridge christmas <laughs> bear what a weekend <laughs> there you go pretty much in the greyhound as well god oh, we've got every sausage roller honey and harvey oh, oh jobs are good perfect <laughs> going down a snake maybe oh what there's a week have we spoken to the East Anglian Tourist, tourist yeah. Board this is better than what Sean Connery with a Legoland and a lamb lunch <laughs> afterwards right let's move it on hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's back to the football, back to the misery. Because <laughs> I want, because I've got a question for you both. I'll come to you both on this one. But let me let me lay the scene for you. Um, the penalty is awarded in, in, a, in a multi-universe, in a different time stream or what have you. We, we score that penalty. We win 2-1 the last kick of the game. Do we deserve that victory and let me give you some stats to help you answer the question here's the attacking momentum graph that i love and for those who are listening on the podcast the ipswich blocks essentially run out two well a third of the way through the second half and then largely it's it's not massive blocks for fleetwood but largely the attacking momentum is with fleetwood second half then we've got the the stats here's our stats for the first half 56% 56% possession, eight shots, five on target, two off target, um, only three for Fleetwood, one on target, one off target, one, one block. One big chance. But then look at the second half, 63% possession for Fleetwood. Not too many chances, as we said, four each. They're two, they've got two on target, um, but two big chances to Ipswich. There you go. Um, Seb. If that penalty is given and scored, do we deserve it or is it a get-out? I don't think so. I think it's one where you get out of jail if we win that game. I thought on the second half performance, we didn't deserve it because we never got going, did we? I don't know if it's tiredness, if it was, like you say, a decision to sit back and let them pass the ball around relatively unthreateningly because they weren't creating anything. I'm not sure, but I think if we 
with that penalty is given and we win the game, we think to ourselves, oh, we've uh, we've got one there because we, we just didn't turn up in that second half whatsoever. And Fleetwood, you know, I think they deserve to get something from the game. You know, as, as frustrating as that is, it took a free goal to get it. But based on the second half, especially with those possession stats, I mean, that's almost unheard of to to come to Portman Road and finish a half with 63% possession is, is crazy. You know, we... We just don't see those numbers anymore since McKenna took over. So, you know, it's it's one of those where they deserve something. Okay, it took a freak to get it. It's gutting for us, but I don't think even the most diehard town fan with their hand on their heart can say we deserve three points from that match, personally. Well, let's ask a, a town fan with, the uh, you know, a blue tinted spectacles, Dave. No, well, you didn't, did you? You go into the game. So, yeah, what are you saying on this one? <clears throat> no, I think Seb's right. I think overall they did a did a, they did a job on a set. We just got very, very deep and we could all see it, couldn't we? It was it was a bit odd. It's a bit odd, really. And I, 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 will, I know there's a question coming up about the bench and everything else. So, um, yeah, I don't, as, as we alluded to earlier, I don't think our substitutions made any effect at all. Yeah, Lee was obviously solid enough because that's what he does. But I think the other two had no effect worryingly had no effect at all in fact I think certainly made us worse and certainly as Seb said with the possession up top I had me just yeah not sure just wasn't getting control of the ball wasn't holding anything up ball wasn't sticking to him at all so yeah I think overall absolutely gutted because yeah there's a well we all heard the chance from that the chance from the Bobby Robson stand, you know, after after um, the, what what was happening in uh, in in Devon, um, yeah, yeah, just, that's just, that's who to blame, by the way. I mean, well, we, we I hate say these around, I hate around these us. Chants. We did we did say around us. Oh, hang on a minute, you know, it's only one nil. So yeah, gutted, but um, yeah, I think overall you didn't have too many complaints, really. No, but if I put my positive hat on, also you always say on the pre-match show, well, that then, I'm, the, I'm the positive one. Obviously, we are now a point closer to the top of the league. We have not lost ground on Sheffield Wednesday, so we oh, you know from, context, from, from an overall, yeah, from an overall league position. I know it's frustrating. I know it's annoying, Seb's but right. overall, we've closed a bit of ground on the top. We haven't yeah. lost anything to the team team below, right. and, um, and 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 yeah, you know, we, I know we've got some big games Just, coming up, but we've got a couple of big away games where we tend to be more comfortable, and our xG is so much higher. You know, I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty confident going to to Wickham and Portsmouth. Although they're tough games, I'm pretty confident, given how good we are away from home, that they won't be, you know, disasters or anything. So overall, in the grand scheme of things, whilst I know it's incredibly frustrating and and annoying, we are slightly better off than we were Seb, right. at kickoff on on Friday night. Seb's right, and I think psychologically psychologically we could be sitting here this morning third you know Sheffield yes, Wednesday yeah. nick, a, nick a goal at Derby we're sitting yep. here third and we'll, we'll you know um, I know it's only a point here and there but um, yeah from a psychological point of view yeah we made ground didn't lose any didn't lose any to Sheffield um, Sheffield Wednesday so Oh, it was a great night. Oh <laughs> I suddenly feel all pumped up and lovely again, all fluffy. Brilliant. There you go. I love how we've we've gone on a, we've been on a journey together today, haven't we? Blind. You're still sticking with ex- us. Exorcised Friday well night. Done, Seb. Seb done well, done, a, Seb. well done, Seb. Well done, Seb. That's why he's on the podcast. Lovely there stuff. You go. Brilliant. Um, I don't want to drag you back into some of the, <laughs> the negative, but let's just let's do. We've got we've got some questions for Telegram. We're obviously not live this week, so we can't um, dip into the chat. So we we asked our Telegram um, group to give us some questions. Really fascinating one here from Chris, and I'll have a think about this and maybe answer it myself. Um, Chris Robinson, if you could choose just one of the current injured players to come off the bench for the last twenty against Fleetwood, who would it have been and why? Seb, we'll start with you. Aluko for me, a player that will keep the ball, has excellent close control, can make decisions when to, you know, play insightful passes or can just put his foot on it and take some sting out of the game. That experience, I think we lack, you know, when we're kind of, uh, you know, getting under the cosh a little bit, which I know we were, but from a possession point of view, we were. So for me, Aluko coming on, putting his foot on the ball with that experience, that nous and that kind of, you know, taking the, the sting out of games and running the clock down nicely would have been ideal. I'll tell you what, if he'd have been in the, in the, in the left-hand corner in front of the Fleetwood fans and then 93rd minute like Jackson was he wouldn't have lost the ball so easily he'd have you know kept it and probably won a, a throw in or a corner or done something you know I think I think we've really Scored. missed him for the last but yeah I think we've really missed him for the last kind of you know three four months to see games out making good progress by the sounds of it which is positive as well hopefully yeah back on the grass isn't he so hopefully back we might on the see grass. sorry there, there it is, is. Tick. Yeah, did you see Dave's landline to ring now and we can uh, yeah, get a full <laughs> bingo. Well, I'm a bit surprised. Uh, we yeah, some bodies as well, Seb. That's what we yeah, need. some bodies are getting back onto the grass. So hopefully he'll be back in time for, uh, maybe maybe on the bench for Peterborough. I don't know what the under-21, under-23 situation is, if he can get some game time. But hopefully for those Christmas games, he'll be an option to us again. I think he's yeah. been a big miss. 
Dave, who's your pick? Yeah, I mean, I, I, just to say something different, I totally agree with Seb there, but just to say something different, I'd say on the second half, we'd say 20 minutes to go, and this is no reflection on Humphreys because I thought he was superb first half, but I think just for physicality, Lee Evans probably, just for physicality in there. And um, I know... Up until he got injured, I think he had one of the highest turnovers in the in in the division. I think as well, you know, interception from interception turnover point of view. So I think just to be, I totally agree with Seb. Yeah, with Mister Luco, yeah, countless. Yeah, I think of games he has Sheffield Wednesday away. Well, we can say them all, can't we? Charlton and just go through them. And you like to think that yeah, he's someone who can put his foot on the ball and just take the sting out of the game. But yeah, I thought as an alternative to that, I'd say. Harness, maybe, maybe not, but Evans, I think, just for the physicality alongside Morsey in, in midfield there, and you know, for putting his foot on the ball and picking passes and stuff. And that's no reflection on Humphreys, who I thought was superb first half, but I think a little bit bullied out of it. Not surprisingly, second half, as perhaps we all were to a degree, even Morsey to a degree, second half. Yeah, the my good thing logic. about Evans oh, sorry. is, oh, sorry, just to jump in, is that he has that in him as well for that kind of he can leave one on in the tackle. I know he can. No, exactly. When you're getting, you know, Vela, yeah, snapping oh, in that stick stuff, on him. then yeah, yeah, Evans wouldn't um, probably give a little bit more back than Humphreys would. Again, yeah. not a reflection of Humphreys at all. It's not, just at not all. his game. He's is brilliant. Yeah, it's just not his game. And maybe, you know, Evans does that a couple of times. And suddenly those challenges from the fleet would be filled back off a little bit. And not being funny, I'm sure probably Brown looked at that at half time and, and pinpointed that almost. Absolutely did. Just yeah, on Scott I, Brown, I didn't recognise him at full time because no. he suddenly he suddenly got a he's got, yeah. he's got full of hair or he's got a yeah. hat on. I didn't quite yeah. see what was going I to, on. I there. need to have a chat with this stylist, don't I? I don't know what he's doing there. There's some multivitamins. It might, might be a bit of weave going on there, Rich. <laughs> but um, um, my, my logic no, is exactly the same as Dave's. Though, see, I, I would have brought on Don Ball. Only well, oh, sorry, Ball, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Oh, I forgot about him. Oh, my God, yeah, I yeah. forgot Don Ball. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah, he'd, probably, he'd be more up for a scrap. Even more Evans. suited than, yeah. sorry, forgot him. Completely yeah, forgot about him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. So, um, um, host has been able to contribute. Yay! Um, Tony's question, Tony Rand's question, really dovetails quite nearly with that, Dave. Um, we got beaten up. I think he, he means to say we got beaten up a bit in the centre last night. Um, and won virtually nothing in the air in the middle of the pitch. There you go. Mm. Um, should we be looking for someone in January that has a busy, bigger physical presence who can fulfil that role? And also maybe talk about um, with with, with Morsey having to maybe protect Humphreys a little bit, whether that, that stifles Morsey. I thought Morsey was probably one of our better players, not that anyone yeah. really stood out, but yeah, is there something about that that we need someone more I physical probably, to give I think Morsey more right. rain? And we looked at him, didn't we? We looked at him and perhaps supposedly bid for him a couple of seasons ago, someone in that Matt Crooks type role, yeah. you know, who's big, strong unit. Um, I think I think you're probably yeah, you're probably right there. Yeah. Um but Evans coming back, and again, it's great. It probably would be harsh on Humphreys, but Evans coming back would would be a and you assume he's much further along. Well, balls out for the season, so we understand. I'm not quite sure how far Evans is away, but he, I think he'll make a difference. He'll make a difference in there, I think. But yeah, if he's not ready, if he, if it is going to be you're looking at, I don't know, February March time, then yeah, wouldn't surprise me if he did brought some more physicality in there. I would, I would humbly offer up George Dobson at Charlton. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. If we, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Kind of feels play that fits that mode. Yeah, that very kind briefly, of role, Matt. Yeah. Very briefly, Dave. We need to talk about Humphreys as well from a, a more positive perspective as well. Because oh. I mean, we're not slagging him off at all by any means. No, we're not. But, but in terms of his ability, I oh. really love. He, he does maybe four or five of these disguise kind of no look passes. But they're often forward and through the lines. We've not really got anyone else like that, have we, who can spot a pass like that? It's kind of unlock his defences. It's kind of an antithesis of Andre Dezel, wasn't he? Because maybe maybe it's perhaps the overall quality of the team when Dezel was doing it. But Dezel was almost play these reverse or non look, almost non look passes and. You know, perhaps we could see if, oh, yeah, that's a good pass, isn't it? But there's no one there. But, yeah, he always seems to find a player as well, which is, yeah, he's he's a talent. You can see that, obviously, Kieran Dyer waxing lyrical about him over, you know, certainly towards his time, end of time, a period at the club and stuff. You can see that now he's he's going to be a class player, absolute yeah. class player. Doesn't look it, again, doesn't, sort of fairly slight and stuff. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's and, uh, yeah, he was, I think he was, uh, perhaps battled out of it and bullied out of it a little bit second half, but he can look after himself. He, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, there's a few times, certainly first half, he, you know, he, he's not, he's not shy of a tackle, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a find, certainly is a find. And yeah, I think it'll just hopefully flourish with us, hopefully yeah, flourish with us in the, uh, in the championship, which would probably even suit him better. Yeah. Great shot. Yeah. Great shot. Um, Seb, this is probably the, this is a, 
a question that's probably on a lot of people's minds after Friday, but certainly Charlton um, from Jack Saunders. Do we have a last 10 problem? Um, we've never won a game in the last 10 under Kieran McKenna. We need to say congratulations for 50 um, managers, m- matches in charge for Kieran McKenna as well. Um, Stats done a really good analysis of his um, first 50 games and how that stacks up against other Ipswich managers. So recommend checking that up. But yeah, we've given up some points of late. Just to lob that into the mix for you as some counterbalance, um, Dan Connors, who's kind of our resident um, statistical guru in the Telegram group, um, we're the only team to have a positive goal difference for every 15 set minute segment of the matches we've played this season of teams in League One. But have we got a problem with particularly um, getting turning draws into wins in the last 10? But we have given up a lot of goals, haven't we? Is, we getting a we bit have, about nothing? It, yeah, we have, I guess, haven't we? I guess, you know, the, the, the positive is the stats from Dan saying our goal difference every 15 minutes is, is is positive. But we do we are seeing it, aren't we, with these these late goals we concede. I don't know, is it is it fit? It can't be fitness because they're so, you know, they're probably fitter than they've ever been. Maybe it's the fact we can't bring bodies off the bench and we can't rotate as we maybe want to at the moment. So you're kind of suffering a little bit with people playing too many games in quick succession. I mean, Morsey, for example, probably would never have played, played those two, uh, the, you know, the Peter Cup the and the FA Cup game. Yeah, he would have sat out definitely and, and rested a little bit. So maybe it's something to do with the, the the personnel we have available at the moment. Is it a psychological thing? Is it a mentality thing? I'm I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I just I just think it's a, a little bit of a blip at the moment. I can't, you know, I guess I can't think early in the season this wasn't happening. So I'd, I'd like to think it's just a bit of a blip, a bit of a dodgy run of form we're going through. But I have complete faith in McKenna to sort this kind of stuff out. You know, in previous regimes, if this was, if this was happening, then I guess that edginess would grow in the crowd and we'd all kind of be expecting it a lot more because we'd have no faith on the likes of Cook and Lambert to, to really sort it. I, I have no doubt that the analysis teams, the performance teams, McKenna will sit down and have a look and try and spot trends and, and they will act accordingly if they can spot something. I think the go on, Dave, I just, sorry. sorry, just quickly. I think I think the John Jules Ladapo rotation worked brilliantly, didn't yeah. it? Um, up yeah. until then, he's he's a miss. He's a he's a big miss. I was thinking Shrewsbury is, is an instance where, well, obviously John Jules starts in that one, but where we've finished strongly, we've kind of we we kind of let them can have a bit more of the ball because we were two 0 up and there wasn't a threat, and then and, and, scored and the then goals at the right times, including bring Ladapo like, off the bench. Yeah, nine yeah. minutes those, and that kind of stuff, didn't we? Those finishes yeah. that we had for the first third of the season just aren't there at the moment, aren't we? You know, we were getting to sixty minutes, weren't we, and bringing on John Jules, Edwards, and Jackson, which <laughs> sides couldn't deal with. Yeah. So we naturally were able to finish in such a strong position in games, and at the moment we simply don't have that. You know, we discussed the subs the other night. Jackson, I had may I for me didn't really do enough. Lee, I thought did okay, um, but we haven't got those options on the bench to see games out like we had in the first third of the season it must be contributing to it and it's worth worth noting as well i mean jack's right and particularly the the winning games from that type of situation but we're generally in front by that point anyway aren't we under mckenna i just wonder whether we're, we're all a little bit fixated and it's, and it's an emotional thing as well as human beings we're kind of attuned to it we've got charlton and Fleetwood are, the, are these games where we're thinking about this last 10 minutes and chucking away leads. The Both of these situations, the Fleetwood goal you've talked about, Seb, you know, there's, there's, it's avoidable, but ultimately it's a shot that deflects, hits the post and goes in the only yeah, position yeah. where Walton <laughs> can't save it. And Charlton, yeah. we've got two freak goals. Yeah. You know, admittedly there's mistakes in there as well, but mm. these are situations that just don't crop up routinely. And, I, dare I say, is is luck a factor in here as well? I know we don't. I know it's kind of, you know, a bit mumbo jumboy, but but we have been really unfortunate in circumstance, certain circumstances to be the wrong side of how things have fallen out, isn't it? Is that a factor? Yeah, I, I, we, yeah, you have to take it into account, don't you? Because that Charlton game was a freak game. I was at the four-all against Derby, which was 10, 11 years ago, I think. And it's the kind of game that will come around once every decade or so. So that was a complete freak one. And, and that goal is a freak goal on Friday night. You know, if it doesn't hit Burgess, then, you know, either goes out of play at the back post, someone wins the header or what comes and claims it. You know, it's the it's the fact it hits Burgess that makes it unsavable. And there's just, yeah, there's just no luck going our way at the moment. But hopefully across the season, that will start to turn. Yeah, so small, small margins. I've got to tell you quickly, I don't know if you, well, Seb wouldn't, you might have done rich. So I got home, um, just about sort of simmered down, sort of calmed down, switched on the Anglian News. So the Anglian News was on, and this must have been about 20 to 11, quarter to 11 Friday evening. And there's been a game at Portman Road, Ipswich playing Fleetwood. I mean, I could have just 
put my foot through the TV when the Angler TV said, yeah, and Ipswich um, have gone top of the league tonight. Um, I thought, hang on, what's, where, what's going on? Um, yeah, after a hard-fought 1-0 win over Fleetwood, which puts them, I don't know, a point or whatever, a point ahead of, um, or two points or whatever it was, ahead of um, Plymouth Plymouth at the top. And that just further, <laughs> I just thought, no, please not. Yeah, this was quarter to 11 on Friday evening on Anglia News. If anyone else saw that, I just couldn't believe it. I thought, you kidding me? Well, I had yeah. I had the opposite experience, and we've often accused Sky of a of a pro Norwich anti anti Ipswich stance. But this headline on the Sky Sports match report was Fleetwood score last gasp winner at Portman Road. Like, oh, <laughs> how bad was that injury time? <laughs> I'm pretty certain I left on the whistle right really? when they scored oh, the equaliser. No. Like, oh, what did I miss? So um, oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Quality media outlets. That's Brilliant. One. Um, Let's finish off with these two questions. One from Ed. Um, do we have a slight weakness on the attacking left-hand side? Um, me and a number of others were saying Edward's great impact player um, doesn't seem to be as effective from the start. Same could be said of Jackson. You've talked about this. Dave, do you want to talk a little bit more about No, Edwards? I totally agree. Yeah, he, did, he didn't have his great... He was okay first half, but fairly non-existent, non-existent second half. I thought Davis was good down the left again, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, very good again. But yeah, it didn't quite seem to work work as well on um, work as well on, on, on Friday evening. And yeah, I tend to agree with you. Um, again, and it's down to what Seb said, perhaps the the sort of lightness of the squad just at the moment that perhaps he, he is more of a, he would be more of an impact player coming off the bench, but with the injury to harness, etc., um, needs must, and he perhaps needed to start on, um, needed to start on Friday. But yeah, I, I think at this moment he's, he's, he's in the, he certainly looked good coming off the bench, I think. Yeah. Um, finally, and talking about subs as well, this is the question we've kind of alluded to from Alex. Um, He's kind of querying why Richard Keogh's on the bench as a third sub mm. um, when he hasn't really featured a huge amount in the first team um, and, and wasn't and why we didn't pick attacking minded youth players instead. So what's your what's your take on that? Obviously, we just need to mention, I think, don't know whether Joe mentioned this on pre-match. He might have done. She'll wear a situation off the field is a little bit complex, bit, isn't it? There's a contract issue, isn't there? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I guess maybe if he's tied down, he takes that spot on the bench. Uh, for me personally, I don't think you need two defenders on the bench, but I guess I can kind of understand why McKenna might want Keogh there, you know, for encouragement and kind of seeing things from a, you know, he's basically been bought here almost like an extra coach, isn't he? He's not, he's barely going to play. That's clearly the pathway that was sold to him in the summer, that and being closer to home. So I can understand why he might want him there for, you know, shouting things on, giving instructions, seeing things from a defensive point of view. Um, but if you've got a youngster who, you know, by all accounts, according to Joe, loves a loves a shot, has got a great goal scoring record in the under twenty threes, then for me, there potentially, yeah, if you, if you, you know, football is about scoring goals, and if you can get that kind of option there on the bench to maybe come off and make a difference when your your number ten starts to struggle, I mean, he looked decent against Buxton, um, and 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 yeah, for me, I would have liked to have seen him there, and maybe you know, if Chaplin starts to tire in those last five minutes, you you kind of throw him on, and you never know, a speculative long ranger or whatever might have made all the difference, but but there is a contract issue going on isn't there so I guess that has to come into has to come into play at some point it, it just shows where the squad is doesn't it now the squad is is down to the very bare bones you know I'm, I, this might and, be the go on Dave yeah and also I think following on from that there was also talk on a telegram group which is perhaps not surprising of the situation perhaps with um, um, El Mazzuni um, potentially mm. in in, mm. in January, you know, who's obviously having a really really good season with Orient. I think they're still romping away at the top, aren't they? They were, I think. Um, who's pretty much been one of their best players all season. Obviously, would be far better, you'd think, for the experience and um, the potential of. Um, I know, in a, in a perfect world, we obviously wouldn't want to, but if needs must, there's obviously an option, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it feels like the most obvious, as you say, to do that. Yeah. Um, thank you to the guys in the Telegram group for the questions. As usual, we're back Friday and next Sunday live, so we'll, we'll use the chat for that. But if you want to get involved in the Telegram group, we have mentioned it a lot, I'm I'm aware. It's kind of the new new Blue Monday WhatsApp, which I'm sure people love just talking about as well. But if you want to get involved in the Telegram group, you can go to bluemondayitfc.co.uk and sign up there. Um, free two-week trial and then a subscription thereafter. Um, but we're really loving it over there um, and lots of stuff that you can get involved in there and lots of different chats and we do enjoy it so um do get involved in there um if you are listening to this on sunday as well um one final bit of um pluggery that sounds bad doesn't it <laughs> one final bit of um promo um the merch store has got a 15 percent off and free shipping deal that ends tonight on sunday so if you're feeling de- 
depressed or happy after England, maybe later on, which is why this is a pre-record, by the way, Don't, haven't acknowledged that so far, um, then get to the merch store and redeem that promo and fill your shopping basket to your heart's content. Um, let's finish off with the roundup of League One, guys. We've mentioned it already, but some results went our way, Seb. Talk us, talk us through those. I'll put the league table up and you can... Um, yeah, tell us what happened to Sheffield Wednesday and what happened to Plymouth, more importantly. Yeah, so Plymouth obviously was the same time as us on the Friday night and yeah, nil nil at half time, wasn't it? And then Port Vale scored two goals and and yeah, they they go there and I mean Plymouth's home record was 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 un, they were under their own they would won every game, hadn't they, I think, so far yeah. this season at Ooh, home. Yeah. Right. yeah. Something like no, ten out of ten or something, wasn't it? So yeah. an absolutely phenomenal result for Port Vale. And yeah, great for us. And like I say, it could have been Closer, but we've now clawed back a point on them, so that's great. And then Derby did us a favour the next day against uh, Sheffield Wednesday, a nil-nil at Pride Park, wasn't it? I was worried about that one. I kind of thought, well, Wednesday going to go there, and they'll have the bit between their teeth now, and they'll be really fired up for it. And I, I, I thought they were going to win that because their their recent form's been pretty good. Was it three on the bounce? Yeah, there you go, three on the bounce before that. Um, but thankfully, Derby did us a bit of a favour. I guess maybe Paul Warren is starting to get his you know methods across in the training ground uh, after a, a few weeks now, and, and and that was another favour for us. So thankfully, again, like I said, they didn't claw anything back on us so from a from a league position point of view it's a great weekend yeah, yeah. what sticks out there barnsley are the form side i was gonna say yeah they beat, well, peterborough, they, yeah peterborough they yeah, beat, barnsley, yeah. The form side, and look uh, at peterborough as well ahead of the game on yeah Saturday. and their away yeah. record is shocking i mean we'll, we'll discuss it i'm sure on the pre-match show in the week but peterborough's away form is like 19th in the league i think they've got like they nine are. Points I look, I look 10 games yeah. they, i think they've won three haven't drawn any lost seven yeah yeah it's really four. poor away home so another chance to hopefully for us to start to kind of rebuild this this form at Portman Road so yeah. Peterborough 10th in the six game form table but that's three wins on the in a row and now three defeats on the bounce but as you say yeah, said, when you convert that to away only they're 18th in the six game form table for away games and there's two wins and four defeats there so very topsy-turvy but Form is is definitely downward trending, and it's going to. And be they are it. streaky, aren't they? Do you remember at the start of the season, they started really well. Then they, including cup games, lost something like five, six, six on the six. bounce. I think it was, wasn't it? So they are a, a side that, when they do lose a couple, tend to go on a little bit of a of a downward run. So hopefully, we can take advantage of that. I but we'll I'm discuss feeling, all that. I'm sure on the pre match. I'm feeling a Joe Royal three three. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hopefully a four three. I was going to say, oh, yeah. yeah, hopefully, yeah. Well, Dave Spidey senses are kicked in a week early. Uh, don't early, don't so quote me on that. Can I just say before we go, on a sad note, um, good friend of mine, old friend of mine, used to travel home and away. A guy called Andy Button passed away. Mm. Sadly, he was been ill for some time. Um, yeah. I know he'd been in hospital for the last last few months. He moved away to up to Scotland, up to Dundee, some years ago, and the family there. So condolences to condolences to his family and a real, real, true blue going back in the day. Not only not only football, but he used to follow Speedway home and away as well. So yeah a real true blue and um yeah we'll be we'll be sadly missed yeah hey, hey i was chatting to steve lewis who's um hope listens to the podcast but town fan known to a lot of people on twitter and he he, he tweeted about that on friday and we had a chat about andy as well we've ah, nice. I, he, I think he definitely enjoyed my tweets with football with uh, town goals from down the years but he did uh, i know he did yeah he was very a very keen political opinion as well which we yes uh, we he did no he's a, a fellow chantry a fellow chantry lad a little bit older a yeah. little bit older than me and my pals but back in back in the days back in those days we used to go yeah we used to go away and coaches and stuff like that so yeah top lad and only bumped into him uh, last time i bumped into him actually was at sunderland away and um just prior to the kickoff last year at the stadium of light had a sort of good catch up um a good catch up with him then so yeah um sadly missed yeah thanks Dave for for sharing that and sad news and yeah condolences from everyone here and everyone listening and watching I'm sure as well um looking ahead to the week so yeah we briefly talked there Peterborough Seb you mentioned the pre-match show we'll be back um what Friday night? Do you reckon it won't be live? No, I'll be no. traveling oh, back. You're driving so back. Oh, I will be on the A14, at roughly the time of the uh, the pre-match show. Will be go going down the out, right so bit. Yeah, I will thank you. I will thank Mr. A14 again. So no, it'll be a pre-record <laughs> on Thursday night for the uh, for the pre-match show out Friday morning or Thursday night, whenever it goes out in time for for Peter Brister. And what's your match record in attendance? Oh. Uh, in away games, phenomenal. No, 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 away. No, no, no. Oh no, Sheffield Wednesday no. at home. Uh, yeah, it's not great. I saw us beat MK. Then Cambridge was cancelled because of the the Queen's passing. And then I was at Lincoln Cheltenham. nil one, Cheltenham oh. one one. So Dave, yeah. are we, are we turning him back. Should I give up the season tickets? Because I bought a season ticket, isn't it? 
I think, we I'll, think I'll, it should be it should be turned I'll back. Receive, should turn yeah. back at the A14 interchange. I think <laughs> I'm going to get I'm going to get a White House and just block the road and have a word with our man. Our man <laughs> can the bridge. Our A14 man could do it. He, he could relocate the road to turn. Yeah, back up the, yeah. The Start floor. putting messages on the bridges. Turn around. <laughs> yeah. Seb, exactly. go home. Seb, not delays, welcome. Delays, yeah. Delays, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Well, um, if you if you see Seb next week, make sure you rugby tackle him before he gets to Portman Road. No, we're um, great to have you with us. And yeah, um, hopefully a bit. Of pre-match on Saturday as well. For, so what, what early... time you get the grey on Saturday yeah, about half uh, breakfast? One of the jobs. I just stay over a Friday night. I like to chat with Dan and the guys and just have my <laughs> breakfast there as well. So uh, we yeah we'll be back next week with usual bits and pieces. Head to um, bluemondayitfc.co.uk for all the bits and pieces that we talked about, merch, Telegram, all that fun stuff, and all the shows are listed there as well. And at Blue Monday ITC on Twitter for all the latest news of what we're doing and our advent calendar as well. Joe's been doing his stats. Yeah, brilliant. And we are cataloging um, the most international caps by country for itfc players so um um it's you love today seb fourth do you know who it is oh is it is it jono for jamaica there you jamaica. go jamaica yeah yeah i'm gonna do what i do best score goals for scotland <laughs> yeah the Bless famous him, legend um guys thank you so much if you made it this far thank you for sticking with us um do give us a thumbs up if you're watching on youtube to give us a, a review ideally a five star one if you're listening on the podcast and as i said um we'll be back thank you everyone um for your contribution states um dave thank you i'll say goodbye to you cheers come Enjoy on england. the bridge come gotta on england exactly it. right gotta say it and uh, Seb, thank you to you, and we'll see you next week. You can say goodbye too. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and like Dave said, come on, England. And we will um, see you next time. Thank you for watching, and have a good week. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.